It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all my guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. If I see one bloke walk out of here, there's a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. They'll hang on the dogs. They are going to hang on. Mark this date down, Western Bulldogs fans. I've been wanting to say this for as long as I can remember. The Bulldogs go through to a grand final. Can you believe it? Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Welcome to episode 17 of The Kennel Cough. My name is Caleb Scanlon and joining me all the way over from Indonesia is Neve Felton. Neve, how are you? Yeah, good. Sweaty, but good. <laughs> Pretty hot over there? <laughs> Yeah, it is actually really hot. I I ride a bike around here, and the way home is all the way up a hill, and um, I'm really tired. I actually got my foam roller out this morning to <laughs> like roll my calves and stuff because I'm in a lot of pain, and um, jumped straight in the pool to cool off pre-podcast. So feeling a bit better. I'm also very excited because um, I found that one of the roads here is called Linjong. Oh, you um, mentioned about this. So what's, yeah, and so what's I'm going to try and get a pick it? with, I don't know, I'm going to try and get a pick with the sign because I've got an assignment due this afternoon, so I'm not, um, <laughs> I don't have the time to give Lin Jong Road the respect it deserves, but I'm very excited to go and visit Lin Jong Road, which I assume <laughs> has been named after Lin Jong for one reason or another. It's a pretty, like, it's a pretty unique name for a road for it not to be named after Lin Jong. Yeah, I mean, I can't see why it would be named after Lin Jong, but I also can't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably apologise um, to all of our listeners that uh, last week, for whatever reason, it must have been late at night, I uploaded the wrong audio file for our podcast and <laughs> subjected them to listening to my other side project, which is uh, a breakfast show that I do on Sin. Uh, sorry about just, that. I'm not Just trying plug to, like, it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. Like, uh, I'm apologising, but hey, if you want to listen to some more of that, you go on to Saturday Warmings, and that's where you find it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I think people will be jumping at it. <laughs> Let's jump into the pup dates. Um, the one that came out today is that Marcus Bontempelli has had his appendix removed and will miss up to three weeks, three to four weeks. Uh, your dad texted yeah. you through this news. Yeah, so I haven't actually seen this, like, news properly. Um, but, yeah, Dad sent me, like, an emergency. You know when you get those, like, um, when the, that um, false alarm went out in Hawaii or yep. whatever? Like, yeah, yeah. there's an earthquake or there's a typhoon <laughs> or something. It was that sort of thing. Like, Bonds had his appendix removed. So, <laughs> um, I mean, maybe he'll be even quicker and stealth while he's, when he's back because, like, he'll have one less organ to carry around. Yeah. Um, just a useless, useless organ, and he's gotten rid of it. I think maybe he faked it in order to get that edge on his opponents. <laughs> but um, Dad also suggested that maybe he should, because he's had his hip problem. Yeah. Maybe he should um get that looked at while he's there and just like do it all. Two for one deal, you know? the uh, surgeon. 
Yeah, because like we're we're not gonna make fun of you know what I mean. There's no point destroying yeah. a young man's hip flexor or whatever it is. Um, and if he's gonna miss time with operations anyway, like why not just? I mean, maybe they're different hospitals, but just pop him, pop in him, pop him in a taxi and uh, <laughs> get him cut up again. Yeah, why yeah, not? For sure. Um, he was due to play his hundredth game. This is the what the article in the A. Oh, said. true. Yeah, I did see that actually. Yeah, so, he was. Um, yeah, he's meant to be playing his hundredth, and I mean, yeah, he can't because. He's one organ down. Hmm. Hopefully that just means that he come, like he's primed and, um, as you said, lighter for his 100th game and can rip it yeah. up do they, play a better game. When you lose your appendix, do they set your games back? <laughs> like he'll, he'll come back for his first game sans appendix, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like They'll be reading through the history yeah. books and it'll be like Marcus Bontempelli, 99 games, asterisks, and it's like with appendix. Yeah, yeah. 100 and whatever, however many Isn't games. Isn't that like a word for like when you make, uh, um, when you make like a, on a, what am I trying to say? Like on a, in a book or like a report or something, the appendix. Isn't that like where you fix things or am I? I think, oh, I don't know what the appendix is, but I feel like the, I'm getting the appendix and the index mixed Wait, up. Wait, appendix book. Here we go. Is, appendix uh, is defined as the section at the end of a book that gives additional information ah, on the topic. you're right. So his, uh, the bit about his appendix could potentially be an appendix. Far out. This That's is great. That's it. End the podcast there. <laughs> Press stop. <laughs> Peaked a little bit early. Um, yeah. Also, if you Google appendix right now, if you scroll down to top stories, they're all about the bond. I don't know if that's targeted at me specifically, because I obviously read a lot of stories about the bond, but... Well, what's, what order um, does yours come up in? Mine goes AFL.com, Herald Sun, Triple M. Same? No, mine goes Herald Sun, AFL.com, The Age. See? Ooh, what does that say about you? I'm, yeah, I know, right? It's like a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other news, or oh, another pup date, was that Brian Lake uh, was arrested in Japan. Which is yeah, I heard about this. Um... um it kind of makes me wish because I'm the program I'm doing at the moment. They have like the same thing that runs concurrently in Tokyo, and I was like, man, I could have been the guy who Brian like hit and got arrested for hitting. Well, what's the if story? I Did he just... go to Japan instead? Was it arrested for assault? <laughs> Is that it? Um, I think it like I don't know. I saw a lot of memes about it, and they were all involving <laughs> like a Japanese man who didn't know who he was. But I don't think. I have a feeling memes aren't necessarily true to life. So <laughs> reputable I'm not sure. memes. Yeah, it's not a reputable source of information. Um, but yeah, he could be sent. He could be spending most of the month in jail. Mm, up to up to uh, but uh, twenty-three playing, days. Yeah, he was playing for the Indonesian Volcanoes. So I guess what we do name. have that in common, given that I'm in Indonesia. But like. Yeah, like DFAT and stuff had to have like a talk and things like that. I mean, God, and according to this article as well in The Guardian, so you know it's true because it's mm. a reputable source, um, he was in Fiji filming for Channel 10's reality TV show Australian Survivor. No way. I want Yeah, contestant. which apparently Mo Hope is going to be on. Yeah, well. that's right. Mo yeah, Hope. I assume so. Awesome. I'd watch that. Oh, 100%. I just think he would just say stupid stuff and like, get himself in a lot of trouble. But um, <laughs> um, Yeah, so we won't say what it was. With you being in Indonesia, has the media just blown up now that the star player from the Indonesian Volcanoes is in custody? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's all they talk about over here. 
<laughs> I can imagine. At the moment, that's all you go down into the town and like all the people at the little local <laughs> restaurants. You know, I went to get lunch today and like the two ladies looked at me and they were like, "Oh, you heard about Brian Lake?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Boo! I have like you know what I mean. Like yes. it's just um, no. I can't say that I've that's heard expected. anything about it other than the media that I already consume yeah. at home. <laughs> Next pop date uh, was the sad news that Clay Smith, uh, he has decided to retire at the ripe age of 25. Um, I was actually in the yeah. movie cinemas when I um, got a, an update from the AFL app and it said, it's like a yeah. clickbaity one. It was like premiership Western Bulldogs uh, hero decides to retire. And obviously the first one that came to my mind was Dale Morris. And then I was like, oh, it could have been Lee Yeah, Pickin. true. The last one I thought, like I, I did not even... Like, Clay Smith didn't cross my mind at all. and Yeah, like, I suppose it makes sense, but he just hadn't, like, thought about it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah, in this article from The Age by Michael Gleason, like, the first line is, like, Clay Smith's knee made the decision for him. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's pretty sad. Like, he was a very – he's a good bulldog. I think – I think Bob Murphy described him as a heart with arms and legs. Yeah, that's in which the... Which I um, thought was very sweet. That's in the uh, A Wink from the Universe by uh, yeah. Martin Gleeson. Yeah, really, really. Uh, made me realise how much of like a loved player he is. And seeing all the like the support from players as well on Instagram and Twitter, they all um, use the hashtag, like, hashtag thanks uh, Clay, I think it was. And they were yeah. all getting around him, which was nice. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him. Yeah. But he also, like, just before he retired, he had an article out on Players Voice, which like a lot of um, players can write for. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen a few different people. I think it's not, it's not just AFL players. So if you're interested in other sports, you can check out who's written um, for them. And he wrote an article about like, um, remember in the prelim, it was just after his friend had died. Yeah. Um, in the Northern Territory, he went up in the Northern Territory, and I. I don't want to cast this aspersion or something, but I think he died in police custody, actually, his friend. So it's pretty, like, right. traumatic Yeah, traumatic stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I don't yep. know, but I think I did read it somewhere. And, um, and yeah, and so, um, yeah, like, so pretty traumatic for him. And then playing in the prelim and playing so well, kind of, like, you know, spur- spurring us on, I guess. Four first um, and he wrote a- in that prelim. Yeah, oh, that was nuts. Um, and then, yeah, he wrote a bit about that and, like, because it's titled um, Dale's Armband of Choose Friends Who Passed Away in Sarah's Surname and how he took- he hyphenated his surname with his wife's. Um, and do you remember when that happened and a lot of people, he got a lot of shit for it? Well, see, I, I was like, this is the first time I've really um, put two and two together. I knew, I've seen it a couple of times, Clay Smith, Donahue, um, and was like, O'Donoghue oh, Smith. Smith. And I was like, oh, that's weird, but he's obviously got it hyphenated. I didn't know he copped a bit of shit for it. Yeah, he did. All these people said that he wasn't like masculine or something. And I was like, oh, it's a name. Like, oh, it's not the end of the world. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. It was like, yeah, he copped a bit for it, which I thought was just stupid. Like, it's 2018. Mm. Um, it's totally normal yeah, to definitely. especially hyphenate your name. Like, I can oh. guess it would be a bit like, because it's still pretty uncommon for men to take their wives' names. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can see why that would be a point of interest. And I mean, but, like, especially when your last name Smith, is Smith. Right. Exactly. So like, why wouldn't you want to change it? Exactly. So, um, 
yeah, so we changed it to that, and he said it was because, like, um, his wife doesn't have any brothers yep. or anything, so, like, O'Donoghue wouldn't Carry continue, and so it meant a lot to their family as well as, like, I think it's, like, a nice um, gesture anyway to, like, kind of accept. Like, it makes... Not that people who don't share last names, like, in that way are not equal, but, like, I think in this day and age it's a bit symbolic to be like, yeah, like, we're the same or whatever. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, great. yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, like, I don't... Under- and it's like, what if people do choose to do that? If they don't, like, that's their business. Like, you might hate your last name or you might just want to have that other one or you feel like that's what you want to do. So I don't understand why I got a lot of, like, not a lot of hate, but, like, enough that I was like, oh, I didn't realise people were this stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he wrote about that, and he kind of alludes in the article as well um, for Player's Voice that he might retire, mm. um, which was interesting. He's like, if I come back, like, footy will leave, a, I think right at the bottom it's like, um, but life without footy would leave a big hole in my heart, that's for sure. Like, I think he's really, like, contemplating, um, like, um, retiring, yeah. you know what I mean, so that sort of thing. Um, but it's pretty... It's pretty interesting, and he talks about he has two guinea pigs, or him and his wife have two guinea pigs called Phineas and Ferb. So <laughs> he does spell Phineas in this article wrong, but I, I mean, assume it was ghostwritten. So um, <laughs> yeah. the ghostwriter can cop that. Um, I've been learning a lot about copywriting on this course, and, you know, I would love to take this job so everyone can I can spell Phineas, right, because I watch a lot of cartoons. But, um, yeah, he's got two guinea pigs, three dogs, and a snake. Um, and Sick. he says, "Summer, yeah, the summer. It's summer, the snake." Yep. And he says, "Summer lives in a tank in the kitchen. Some people come over and don't even realize she's there until you point her out. Then they shit themselves." <laughs> Which I thought was great. But Fair he enough. sounds like the most wholesome. He loves animals. He like wants to have kids. Like him and his wife Sarah seem really happy. And mm. like, I don't know. I wish him nothing but the best. He said he's done a bit of plumbing before, and he's um, his friend might help him with some, like, electrician work and stuff like that. So I think, um, I mean, obviously he's going to be okay, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's such a big deal, you know oh, what I mean? Sure. Especially when you're, like, a talented player. You wouldn't kind of consider that, like, you would have to retire this early or something mm. or, like, the fact that you can't play at all. Like, a lot of players maybe who aren't as good end up playing in the state leagues or at least, you know what I mean? But it's, like, no footy. I suppose he can't really... I don't know if he could ever just play, like, ammos or something, but, like, yeah, pretty pretty interesting stuff for know. Clay. When it first came out, my initial reaction was um, oh, a little bit of, like, a, a what could have been. Like, you know, he's been so plagued with injury. But then <laughs> I, like, kind of thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, he kind of... He showed how good he could be when it mattered. He, like, had that 2016... Yeah, that's true. ...tale of the season. It's like... That was his peak, and like he sh- did it when it mattered. That is like he hasn't he hasn't really left anything. If that makes sense, it's not like it's like a oh he had so much potential and didn't really get yeah exactly the for yeah because like, he, he um, certainly re- re- reaped the awards for rewards for it. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad that he got the premiership because like yeah, nice. Um, we'll play the uh, the audio. This is uh, courtesy of Bulldog TV, and it's him telling his teammates. Um, yeah, we'll just listen to that. Uh, are we going to guess what it really is about, boys? Um, I'm going to hang the boots up, um, and he's just not getting any better. 
and uh, it's probably not going to get any better and, uh, for the best for me. In the future, it's, it's probably just the best thing to do. It's um, a tough decision, but uh, it's the right one. But I guess I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank all yous, um, the playing group mostly. Um, I asked if we coming in a couple of times, I think, just to kick footies around and see this, but um, the time and the joy that you've given me over the last seven years, uh, it's been incredible. Um, to coaching staff, all the coaches, Bevo, all the assistants, um, you've helped turn me into a better person uh, since the day I walked into here, and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, to the physios, medical staff, Stoney, you probably spent more time with me than anyone here, mate. You've probably said the worst to me and the best to me, and um, you've done that with a smile every day. I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to all the office people, Liz, Kath, everyone else that works down there, um, thanks to you and everyone else. But um, yeah, I don't really want to speak too much, but I just want to let you guys know that that's how it's going to be, and, and I still will be around for a little bit. But. That one right there was Clay kind of saying to the playing group um, about his decision. He obviously looks super disappointed and, um, yeah, I suppose it's a hard one. Like, he went through a lot and his career has been cut short at the age of 25. Um, before we move on to the next pup date, I will just quickly say um, I searched up the Herald Sun and uh, it was his friend Dale actually passed away in a car accident. Okay. <laughs> That's all right then. Yeah. I was, yeah, I don't know. Um, in the VFL on the weekend, our women won their fourth in a row against your mob, uh, Melbourne Uni. Oh, look, the mob in which I'm affiliated <laughs> with. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in the country for that game because um, I don't know what I would do. You timed your Show up. holiday well. Yeah, so I didn't have to like go to the game and be like, hey, everybody, and then like, quietly barrack. <laughs> In the background, I just hope that nobody heard me. But, um, yeah, I'm really, I mean, like, Melbourne Uni have been sort of, because they've had a lot of players poached, but then they have poached a lot of players. Um, at the moment, I think Melbourne Uni really is just like a, a springboard for the players who are going to play for North to play together right. sort of thing. And, like, giving a few other people um, a, a chance mm -hmm. um, potentially to get drafted and things like that. Like, people have been at the club a long time. Um, and, like, with Bulldogs, obviously, at the start of the season, we didn't have, like, any of our um, – or bar one or two um, premiership players playing. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, the opposite. Like, I suppose they're kind of both looking at this season with the aim of getting players ready and prepped um, for AFLW. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like, it wasn't a super uneven contest, but um, good that the Bulldogs won. Sure. sure. Um, Stand out. Just quietly. Just, quietly. just quiet. don't go around telling anyone that. Do people from your footy club listen to the podcast? Yeah, they do actually. Uh -oh. um, I don't know if they still. They were at least when I was at training in the country. Um, let's hope they're not just doing it to keep up appearances. <laughs> don't know why you would try and impress me, to be honest. But um, hopefully they are still listening. And if so, hello, I'm alive and well and. I'm riding my bike a lot so I can keep fit, <laughs> fit to come back for finals maybe. But um, yeah, look, uh, it's it'd be it it would be very difficult for me to 
I suppose it's a win-win situation, literally, if I was to go to that game. But, you know, it's hard to not, like, just go for any team wearing red, white, and blue. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, you just kind of, like, you're, you're conditioned. It's like Pavlov dog. Like, I, I see red, white, and blue, and I just start hooting and hollering. Like, going to America was a very difficult time for me with oh, flags imagine. around. But, um... <laughs> we're sitting, but, uh, uh, yeah. We're sitting seventh on the ladder now. Um, yeah, making our way cool. up there. We've had four wins and four losses. Obviously, our four wins in the last four weeks. So we're on a bit of a roll. Um, bit of a turnaround. Yes. Uh, Brooke Lachlan kicked three goals on the weekend. And That's good. Michaela Ward, the, she debuted last week and we're saying she kicked three goals. Yep. Kicked a crucial goal late in the game, according to um, the Western Bulldogs website. So Ah, beautiful. Because they don't give us any more information right? about her. Yeah. Melbourne United wrestling <laughs> back a little bit of ascendancy, and she steadied the ship and booted one in the nice. third quarter. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll draft her, and then we'll finally get to know more than just her height. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 170-something centimetres. Uh, yeah, yeah. Naomi Ferris had 20 disposals and six tackles. She was named in the best. And this week, they play against Essendon. Um, that's on Sunday. Yeah, Essendon only had their first win last week. Yeah. So... One and seven, with a percentage yep. of forty-four point two nine. Yeah, in round one, I commentated one of their games, or their round one game rather. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, they're probably better now, given that this was round one. But um, yeah, uh, they they had no idea what was going on in the forward line. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. They just like didn't lead for each like to help each other or do anything. So I was like, hmm. So, I mean, hopefully they do that again and we can expose yeah. them. I mean, I'm all for it for this week. Yeah, Essendon and Hawthorne aren't getting teams because they don't do anything for women's football. Like, Hawthorne have had, um, have had, you know, what are they called? Eastern Devils in their backyard, like, yeah. for a long time, haven't done anything. Essendon have had Diamond Creek down the ring road for a long time. Diamond Creek particularly have been really strong. They were like the Premier team before Darabin was the Premier team. Mm-hmm. And neither of those teams did really anything for women's footy, particularly Hawthorne. Um, and that's just because I hate Hawthorne. But um, like anything for women's footy until they realised it was a viable source of, um, I believe, monetary value. Um, and so um, it was that's why they didn't get a team and North did and Bulldogs did, two smaller clubs, because both North and Bulldogs have been working hard for women's footy for the sake of working hard for women's footy for a much longer time. Yeah. So, Jeff Kennett, 1v1 me in the car park, <laughs> bitch, because you don't deserve to have a team. Yes. So, it's, sorry, I got it wrong. It's West Coast, Richmond, St. Kilda, and Gold Coast next year. No, so it's North and Geelong this coming one. Yep. Then there's two more. I think it's then it's West Coast and someone. Yep. And then it's... St Kilda and someone else. Yeah. I think it could be West Coast and Richmond the year after because Richmond have actually been pretty good. Yeah. Not as good as like North Bulldogs, Melbourne. Yeah. But like pretty close behind. Um, so they do a lot. And yeah, they have, and they've got like obviously like a lot of money and they're actually pretty good in the community and like have, I mean, having Peggy there oh, sure. is good yeah. for them. But like, yeah. I don't know. Hawthorne, I just, oh, they just haven't done anything and it, not to go on a tangent, but I mean, it is a Bulldogs podcast, and we do hate <laughs> Hawthorne, so I feel like any con- like content about Hawthorne being crap is warranted. But yeah, they just haven't done anything, and for people to be like, oh, they're a big club, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. 
Um, let's move on to AFL uh, men's because we lost to Hawthorne on the weekend. wasn't great. We had a pretty good first half of footy. Um, had sorry, did you did you catch the game over in Indonesia? Yeah, I did. So I was in Ubud finding myself uh, last weekend <laughs> Sweet. up from Changu. Yeah. Um, and I looked up. Oh my God, I looked up this sports bar because I was like, oh, Ubud, like it's like the yoga cap, like kombucha capital. Yeah. Which is saying something um, about Bali because bloody everywhere stocks kombucha. And um, so we go up there. I was like, well, I'm not going to find a sports bar. I looked up one place. It was permanently closed, presumably because it was terrible. And then I looked up this other place, and it had the worst website ever. It was like, are you ready for some real food? And it was like in the land of tofu and like vegan uh, no. options. I was like, it's not even that many vegan options. Like I'm dairy-free for allergy reasons, and I'm still struggling. So, uh. But um, yeah, it was like in the land of like tofu. Like we pride ourselves on having the best Western pub food. And I was like, you sound horrible. And, like, I looked it up and, like, he, the guy who runs the joint, like, responded to, like, all the bad TripAdvisor comments being, like, well, you said that we were average, but you didn't rate us average when they rated them poor and stuff. <laughs> and it was just, like, oh, God. But I was, like, I can't find anywhere else. So I, like, walked there um, past the monkey forest. So, like, almost got, like, shat on by a monkey. And then I got there. And it was just, like, down this, like, not driveway, but it looked like an industrial... Like, it was weird. It was, like, the only building that looked industrial in this whole street. And, like, down there. And, like, it was really badly lit. And there was just, like, some weird people playing pool. And I was like, I don't want to go in. I was like, to my friend, we're not going in here. Like, I don't want to do this. So I looked up. And then it was, like, this random, like, restaurant bar that just had, like, two TVs. And one of them had the Beyond. And I was like, oh. Trying to, like, communicate with the guy in, like, football like football and he kind of looked at me and I was like I just want to watch the football like I will order whatever you need me to order like I just want to sit here for two hours like, is that and I did and it was funny because it was good actually because nobody else apart from like three other people came into the bar okay the whole time so I could like rant and rave a little bit and this guy kept like leaving the room as well so I was like oh good like obviously you're uncomfortable with my tenacity but uh like <laughs> Uh, it was good. Like I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't like over the top, but it was. It is hard to watch it in like a quiet public place. Yeah, for we sure. were playing so badly um, in the second half, or playing really well in the first half. Like it was hard to celebrate because I was kind of like just like me clapping, like yay. <laughs> but, um, that was good. And, uh, yeah, somebody came in and had a look at the score, and I think they were a Hawks supporter, so I kind of like said "go dogs" at them just to be like, "What? This is You're my bar." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I claimed this. Yeah. I've been here since the first quarter. It was that middle of the fourth quarter, and I was still there, and I was like, I'm still here. I'm not back down. Um, but, yeah, which was good. So who, who caught yeah, you so on? That, that was a time. Who was uh, who did you um, – what are the positives you can take out of the game? Look, I mean, the first half, there were lots of positives. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, uh, the, the quality of broadcast is not so good. The ABC broadcasts mm. – um, the footy over here. So that was funny because there was lots of ads for like ABC programs, but the football. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and it's better than yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I was like, oh, it was. Yeah, literally. I was like, if only ABC broadcasted it. But anyway, mate, you missed and, out. Um, In, uh, on Channel Seven, they were running ads for their Sunday night program. You might have seen it on Twitter, and it was like a whole Sunday night segment based on like the scourge of African gangs in Melbourne, uh, and it made me want to turn oh, off Channel yeah. Seven. It was disgusting. <laughs> Oh, as if, yeah. Well, actually, it's a good point, though, because 
couple of weeks there's going to be like a multicultural festival at Woodnerville. Oh, really? Because um, we host that sort of thing. Yeah, we're like anti-Channel 7 down at Woodnerville. So I'm not sure the exact details. I imagine it's either on the community page. Yeah. Um, like the foundation foundation website, but yeah. there something is going on at Woodnerville soon about like a festival for multiculturalism. So like good stuff. Channel 7, um, get But yes, yeah, so I don't have to that. see those ads. Yeah, exactly. Actually interview some people instead of just like playing B-roll mm. um, from like five years ago, one incident. <laughs> um, anyway, but um, yeah, so it was the ABC broadcasted it. The quality was terrible. I thought for a second Fergus Green was playing because I knew he got taken <laughs> off from the VFO to play and I've texted Keller being like, oh my God, is Fergus playing? Like, oh my God, oh my God. And then I realized once the like, loaded a bit better. I was like, oh, that's just Aaron Norton, <laughs> um, which was upsetting. But so, and um, maybe it was a premonition. Maybe I've had a vision. Maybe. And it's it, it's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, oh, I mean, that was the other thing. Aaron Norton was looking, like, good until he got injured again. Mm. Um, I thought Brad Lynch looked bloody impressive. Yeah, he looks good. He takes good. the game on. He the, just, like, runs. He got caught a couple of times, but, um, I mean... It's all him. part of Second learning. game, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, I read somebody said, like, oh, every time he's got the ball, he looks like something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, got that X factor. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Josh Shackey was named I mean? in um, the Western Bulldogs' best on the age, which I thought was great. I thought he played yeah. particularly well in that uh, first half. And it was good to see uh, Lockie Hunter kick goals because I feel like... All this year. Yeah, he's I think Mitch kind Wallace of played all right as well. Mitch Wallace was, um, yeah, three three goals. Um, what a turnaround he's had since, like, getting dropped to the VFL. Oh, for sure. I think it was, like, it's just, like, general hysteria that, like, oh, like, you know, this person isn't playing. Like, he's going to get traded. Like, I mean, Rory Sloan got re-signed for, like, five years to Adelaide today. And it was, like, oh, he's gone and killed her. Um, and all that sort of stuff. It's just like it's there's, we're at real, um, real off-season areas with some of the media coverage. I would say. Yeah. Um. It is pretty intense. Yeah. Um. But other than that, there wasn't a whole lot. Like as we said, first half was great. Second half wasn't so great. Another thing, it was um the Western Bulldogs membership recognition game uh, that's what it was titled but uh pat yeah. hodgson pat hodgson pardon me who is um kind of like the famous fan from the 1997 documentary year of the dogs passed away on friday night which was pretty sad yep. uh but it was nice to see them um pay pay tribute to her on saturday night um and as i'm like i'm currently yeah in the first the, half at least as well <laughs> yeah um <laughs> It's like typical bloody bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading through a wink from the universe at the moment, um, and Martin Flanagan actually dedicated the whole book to her and her daughter Jenny, which is, I think, amazing. Like she's yeah, seems like a, just a a really good Western Bulldogs fan, and um, yeah, thoughts are with her and her fam. Yeah, for sure. Let's look at the uh, medical report. We'll play a little clip uh, from. We need to find out this guy's name. He's just the medical man from Western Bulldogs. But, uh, yeah, let's have a listen to that.
Aaron Norton suffered an ankle injury in the fourth quarter of the game on the weekend. He went to take off in a contest and got his boot caught on the back of his opponent's heel and it actually rolled his ankle out. He's coming really well today and we're going to work hard to aggressively rehabilitate Aaron from the injury and we'll make a decision on his return to play plan later this week. Jackson McRae's had a really smooth relay following the hamstring injury that he had in round 13. He completed a really good footy session on the weekend and he's due to return to full training this week. If he ticks our final measures this week, he'll return to playing this weekend. We've been really conservative in the management of Lucas Webb following his thumb fracture. The thumb's now fully healed and he comes back into full training this week. If he gets through training as we expect, he'll play this weekend. So Jackson McRae potentially returning this week, which is very exciting. Um, and it kind oh, of, please. <laughs> kind of offsets the bad news that uh, Bont will be out with his um, appendicitis. The other one um, I love that he said was that Aaron Norton will be aggressively rehabilitated. I don't really know what that means, but um, it sounds um, like fun rehab. It's aggressive. Yeah. I mean, he's, take it he's on. It's going to be aggressive, whatever it is. <laughs> and Lucas Webb, <laughs> they've played it, caution, uh, played it caution. They've taken like their time with him. So hopefully he'll be back in the team soon because um, he's a player that I'd like to see regularly in the team. For sure. Um, the man who does the videos is Bell. Chris Bell, is it? Yeah. I've just go to um, yeah, so nice that he's, you know, he uh, chose us over them. He has hey. a Masters of Sports Physio. He's previously worked at Paran, Paran, I know, Sports Medicine Centre, New Zealand Night Soccer Club, and you will kiss the Bendigo Bombers. Hey, How Bendigo that? Bombers? Uh, that's why he's so good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, good bloke. Thank you, Chris, for the uh, medical update. Yeah, um, thanks for unconsensually coming onto our show every week and, you know, doing your thing. I just quickly checked out the um, the injury list. <laughs> the injury list of Melbourne. Melbourne have four injuries. So they've got Jaden Hunt, four weeks, Jake Lever um, out for the season, Corey Maynard out for the season, and Joel Smith, who is probably going to be back in this week. The Western Bulldogs, comparatively, have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 injuries. So that's a nice little Mm. Um, and how many of those are in the um, leadership group? Uh, you got Bont, you've got Redpath, and Eastern Wood, so three. Wowie. Nice. So we have about the same out of our leadership group as they have out of their list. Yeah, that's it. So interesting uh, comparison, and I think, if anything, that's... Uh, yeah, we got boosted. I feel like that's damning on Melbourne. They have had such a good run without injuries, yet they're still no certainty to play in, play in the finals. Yeah, well, I suppose that's what happens when you miss your camp, don't you? Don't get that <laughs> backbone you need for being away for being away from mum and dad, but... Um, would you prefer... Yeah, well, we got... I was trying to say to, before. Would you prefer the dogs to... Sorry. 
to miss out on their <laughs> preseason camp, or would you prefer them to go on a preseason camp with collective minds like Adelaide did? Oh, true. Um, no, definitely miss out. Collective minds sound bloody insane. Like <laughs> sounds stupid. Like sounds like somebody. Um, was uh, I don't know. Like they're from the Sunshine Coast or something, are they? Oh, okay. It just sounds okay. like a crackpot, like startup. Yeah. Somebody has too much money and time, sort of thing, for mine. But um, no, I was trying to say like, but the start of the season we got roasted for having such a big leadership group. But it's because we knew that everyone's going to be out. <laughs> yeah. And like, who, they forced. Who are you supposed coming? to make captain? Yeah. yeah. It was the game against Gold Coast up at Ballarat that um, Hunter was the captain. Oh, of course. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, Hunter or JJ will probably take the captaincy. Um, let's have a look at some of the nuffies from this week. There was uh, Rob took to the Western Bulldogs forum who just said that he's been saying it for weeks, but send Bont in for surgery. I initially thought that he was He cursed pretty, him. That's it. I was like, you nuffy. You absolute nuffy. What do you know about Bont's injuries jinx. that we don't? Yeah, exactly. Don't jinx the players, Rob. Uh, turns out uh, maybe, ooh, maybe he I knew mean, a little bit more about his appendix uh, Appendix, appendix, appendicitis, than we did. Uh, Yeah, Rob had a premonition. (laughs) Or maybe Rob just wanted to send him into surgery so bad that he had something to do with his injury. Conspiracy theory there for you. Mm, True. Quick, quick shiv to the appendix. (laughs) Uh, And David, who said uh, he kind of helped us out with this one by. Um, saying, at the risk of appearing on the Nuffies page, congrats, David, you've made it. Uh, as a team moving forward, does this group need a line in the sand game? I think our players uh, and coaches take losing too well. I'd rather see Boyd, Cordy and Bont spend three weeks on the sidelines, each for striking, if it means these blokes learn what it means to play for the jumper. I'm just looking at Hawthorne and the standards they've set internally. A lot to unpack uh, from David. Um, yeah. He wants to see Boyd, Cordy, and Bont out because they just want to hit someone. Does he mean? Did he mean to play, pick like the three, like biggest or like, like the three big boys from each line? Is that what he's getting at, or is he just specifically want them to go and smack other players up? I don't know. It's uh, I don't know why he picked Boyd and Cordy. Maybe it's because they had that fight all those years back in 2016. Oh, true. And they're normally just fighting each other. Why are they going <laughs> to yeah. fight the other teams? Look, I mean, I like a melee as much as the next bloodthirsty, um, you know, violence-starved 21st <laughs> century football sporter. But, um, like, I, I don't know. Like, if it's warranted, yes. But I don't see the point in being a great... Like, I've always... One of the reasons, one of the many, 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 many reasons that I admire Dale Morris is that he's always aggressive at the ball, never at his player. Like, you, yeah. you can play aggressively without smacking someone up. Like, yep. smack someone up if the time, like, if the opportunity arises, but don't create those opportunities, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, don't that's Don't be my, like Michael Ferrito or Scott Thompson from the Ruse. Like, just be nice guys don't, instead. Yeah, there's Fly absolutely the no reason. Yeah, exactly. Fly the flag if you need to, but there's absolutely no reason to start fights. You know what I mean? Like... Let let your football do the talking. Like, yeah. um, be aggr- save your energy for the ball. Save your energy for tackles if you want to get aggressive. You know what I mean? There's other ways to be aggressive mm-hmm. than just bashing blokes up. I mean, it's like I mean, I jump out of my seat every time there's any kind of fight. Um, I don't know why. I just think it's fun. 
ready to like um, run on the field or something and um, throw a few punches? Not even. I just like imagining what they said to start the fight because, yep. like, no offense, but the male ego is incredibly fragile. And I just like to think of like the really <laughs> hey, how basic dare you? stuff. <laughs> how dare you challenge my ego? <laughs> nice one. But um, yeah, like you know what I mean. I'm like, oh man, they probably nothing even happened. Like, and they're all like, and the best. And I mean, it's kind of like eh, now because you can't really fight, so they just kind of like shit running for like yeah. an extended period of time. Like, oi, come on, serve me outside. <laughs> Let's take this to the underground car park where we all park our nice cars because we get paid it friggin' heap now. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just that sort of like, I don't know what the point of starting it is unless there's a real reason. You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. be a pushover, but also don't be a bully. Like, oh, for just sure. like apply the rules of life to football. You know what I mean? I don't, and I don't want to see Boyd Gordian bumped out. You think we're losing now? I reckon mm. David's, uh, <laughs> David's wants the... Um... Uh, what was it? The Filipino basketball team kind of mentality of oh, just like <laughs> grab a chair from the bench and throw it at some of the Melbourne players. That was insane. I oh saw some God. of the footage from that. Like my internet here, obviously, as you can, as everyone can hear, is really bad. But like, <laughs> I, I could like half load some of the fight, and I was like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> right? It was like Thon Maker throwing some uh, Jackie Chan kicks. Yeah, yeah, that was actually really sick. I would like to see that. We can start fights if we do that sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so that'll be up on Facebook. You can vote for David or Rob. But let's turn our attention to the VFL. The VFL lost to Box Hill by 43 points, which kind of sucks. But um, I suppose the the good news out of it was that uh, Honeychurch and Lewis Young impressed, according to the website. And Josh- yep. Pruden, who's an ex-Bulldogs player, uh, ex-Bulldogs rookie, was named best on ground with two goals and 14 disposals. Yeah, which I think is awesome because he's like one of our co-captains now. Like obviously, mm. like just didn't have, um, I think he, I mean, he was injured a lot, didn't quite have what it took, I guess, to play AFL, but a, like by all accounts, like an amazing, I think we've talked about this before, like amazing clubman. Yeah. Um, all that sort of thing, very dedicated to the club. So I'm glad that he's one, co-captain and two, playing well. Um. So, Tim English made a return as well and kicked a goal, uh, but the stat sheet doesn't show how many hit-outs he had. He had four marks, okay. though, which is, which is impressive. Um, Fletcher Roberts had nine marks, 19 disposals. Haven't seen much That's of Fletcher Roberts this year, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be plugging along. I think they yeah. switched him forward, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, which is cool, but didn't kick any goals. And the other one that uh, is obviously of importance is Jordan Ruffhead had 16 hit-outs. 18 disposals and three marks. So played a pretty interesting, modest-ish game, I suppose. But obviously, I wasn't there to. I'm only looking. At I, the want, stats. I was thinking, um, if we didn't have such an abundance of full forward, like full forwards, yeah. Like, what is because Braden Proust can't get a game at North. In, yeah. At North, if we were to get like, I reckon. Look, this is. I was thinking about this this week because I don't think about football enough. But like. Um, <laughs> If we get rid of, not get rid of, offload Tom Campbell somewhere mm-hmm. to someone, um, bring in Pruce, yeah, play Ruffy. I think Ruffy's still, like he takes a solid mark, like, oh, yeah. and as we've like mentioned every single week, he's an asset to the football club. Um, have him like that's the other thing. Like I think he plays well at full forward. Like when he's down there, I think he's like a pretty creative forward. Um, 
and then have Proust and English, who are probably closer in age as well, to work as like a ruck duo. Mm. But I think then we just have like we still have too many tall players. I think it's just like me really wanting to have, for Ruffy to get games. You know what I mean? But like English isn't quite old enough. But Proust fits our like age demographic. Like I'd like to see us go after Proust because I think he's a good player. I think looking at Instagram, he would fit in well with the boys. Oh and really? What's he like? Is he a bit of a loose unit? Yeah, he gives the other boys haircuts at North. So, like, oh, fits yeah, perfectly yeah. in with our boys. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, like, yeah, fits our age demographic. Would be a good, like, he's a bit more experienced and, like, a bit bigger than English. Like, like not tall, but, like, he's a fuller-figured man. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to see Bruce, but at the same time, I don't, like, it's just, like, being, like, a football romantic that I don't want Ruffy to lose his spot, you know what I mean, or go somewhere else. Yeah, it's um, I actually dog-eared a little bit out of the um, a wink from the universe. It's a bit like yeah, I can hear you flipping the page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was like, if for anyone that's read it, it's written by Paul Ruffett, his dad, um, and he texts Martin Flanagan a little bit about him. And this is a little bit that he's written for all the people that are hating on Ruffett at the moment. Um, he says, I am proud, but I'm proud of who he is, not of what he does. Rather than proud, I'm happy for him and for what he's achieved because I know how hard it's been and what he's done and gone through to do it. I've seen him miss his mate's 18th birthday parties when he was at school because he had footy the next day, not be able to drink what he'd like when he's out with us or his mates. I've seen him go through brutal pre-seasons, seen him start a season knowing that his body isn't right and he'll be having surgery as soon as the season ends, seen him put his body on the line week after week carrying an injury and know that he can't train properly, perform at his best, or even sleep properly because of the pain. Like, if that doesn't make you love the guy, I don't know what will. Aww, I already did, and now I'm... Uh, kind of, and it, he talks a lot about how, like, he was like, oh, we, you know, we wanted him to get drafted, um, we didn't even, like, we wanted him to just go to a Victorian club, even better that he went to the Western Bulldogs who had supported all of his life. I was like, oh, keep this yeah, guy at our club. Exactly, like, yeah, I think... <laughs> Definitely one to keep around, which is why, like, um, oh, but I mean, like they're saying, like, he's always had injury problems. And yeah. Things. So, like, I maybe, like, potentially a lot of it is that, yeah, he just can't get his body right. Like, mm. I mean, he's already been out with injury, I think, twice this season, um, but he just didn't come back in between. Yeah. Like, he got injured coming back through the VFL to get his fitness up because he hasn't as a full he hasn't necessarily been like dropped, has he? It's been more like injured, come back through the reserves. And then, and then not made not, it back. Not made his spot, yeah. Yeah, I think he might have potentially been dropped once by like being injured more than dropped. I think. Yeah. And then been it's been hard to get your spot back with all the all the other guys. Definitely. Um, let's talk about the game against Melbourne. It's on Saturday afternoon. It's like a twilight game at the MCG. We haven't played at the MCG uh, this year, so it'll be the first game. Oh, really. So that'll be oh, interesting. Um, as we touched on earlier, they have a much smaller injury list than us. Um, but I feel like it's another one of those games where it's Melbourne's game to lose, which I kind of like. I like that there's pressure on Melbourne because we know the past two years they have dealt really, really well with the pressure of trying to make the finals. Um, and I feel like this is one of the ones that they'll probably or hopefully drop um, against the Dogs. Fingers crossed. I mean, they're kind of like due for a win, uh, which I don't like, because I believe that a lot. Yeah. It was like pretty Tom Morris, our favourite optimistic 
football man. Yeah. It was like said something about St Kilda being like they're due for a win against Sydney and they got pummeled. So <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. uh, it's almost as if it's not exact science. But um <laughs> I don't know. I I don't I just hate Melbourne. I like Melbourne because um my godmother is a big Melbourne fan and yep. so when they win Auntie Janet is happy and right. I like Auntie Janet. Um, also, one of the only Melbourne supporters I knew who was like, I'm so glad we got rid of Jack Watts. I hate that guy. Well, not I hate him, but like, he's crap at football, I believe were his, her words. Oh, but, um, brutal. I mean, she's, she's not wrong, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, and so, but when we play Melbourne, God, I hate them. But oh, even then, like, like, when we played Melbourne, Jack Watts would always rip it up. He was so good against us. Yes. He's like um, Reece Stanley. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Jack Watts. Like, I reckon their trade targets for sure. But, um, yeah, like, oh, I don't even know, like, I, I just, like, we real fired up. I mean, I don't know if Tom Bugs in the team or he's being relegated to his proper place in the VFL because he's not that good. But um, I'm just ragging on him because I just don't like him. But, um, like, he makes my skin crawl. Like, I'd get up and fight him. You know what like, I don't like? Before. I don't like Melbourne because Tom Bug. Um when they did yeah, that yeah, thing, they were like, coming of... for you, JJ. I was like, who are you? Go back yeah, to the Yeah, I was like, mate, get it. Yeah, like, get off your phone, champ. Like, I need to be preparing <laughs> yeah. for a game. And then, like, he obviously probably, I reckon he's got a bit of, like, because he's not that tall. Like, I reckon he's a, like, Small man syndrome? Sort of, like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I suppose he's not that small in the scheme of things, but maybe, like, being surrounded by football players the whole time, like, you are relatively <laughs> small. But he's got that bit, like, and then he thinks he's, like, Mr. Big Guy, and then he's, like, knocks out Callum Mills for, you know, and then, like, misses six weeks. It's like, dude, that, that was such a stupid brain fade. Like, you obviously just, like, reckon you're some, like, big, tough boy. Yeah. And you're not. You know what I mean? And I hate that being like, oh, he's young. He doesn't know. I don't go around knocking people out. You know what I mean? I'm younger than Tom Bug. <laughs> so he's got no excuse, in my opinion. And I hope he trips over like the very day and his pants fall down and everybody on TV laughs, laughs at him. Uh, imagine if that happened. If that happened... I think you, um, I don't know, maybe you could just quit your day job and become like a fortune teller. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Uh, I'll stay in Bali and live on top of some <laughs> mountain somewhere in the jungle. Be like, everyone's like, she's a football whisperer and they come to me yes. for their tips and things. <laughs> I never get to see a football game because I'm on top of a Balinese mountain, but, you know, all's well that ends well. Sweet. Well, that pretty much uh, wraps up our show for this week. We'll be back. Same time, same time, same day next week. Um, <laughs> same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening this week. Bye.